Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 10th of January, the 10th day of 2022, with 355 days in front of us until 2023. Today in 1430, the Catholic Order of the Golden Fleece was founded in the Belgian city of Bruges in celebration of the prosperous and wealthy domains of Philip the Good, Duke of Burgundy. Today in 1776, Thomas Paine's pamphlet Common Sense, advocating American independence, was first published. Today in 1917, the Silent Sentinels, also known as the Sentinels of Liberty, a group of suffragists organized by Alice Paul and the National Woman's Party, protested in front of the White House during Woodrow Wilson's presidency. They were the first group to picket the White House after a meeting with the president the day before. Today in 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire reached number one on the United Kingdom pop charts. Today in 1986, Los Angeles Lakers basketball player Karim Abdul-Jabbar scored his 34,000th career point. Heavenward and the improving daylight rhythm set loose every year by the winter solstice, our sunrises will be earlier this week than they were in previous weeks. First quarter moon was yesterday, so that today we have a waxing gibbous moon. Also this week we will have an astronomical feature known as an inferior conjunction, referring to the every so often occurrence of Venus crossing the sky at exactly the same time as the sun, so as to disappear from our field of view for a few days in a row. This coming Sunday, Venus will reemerge in the pre-dawn sky. Already re-emergent during these scant several days of our new year are the images from All King's Day 2021, namely, in place of what folks here and there have customarily also called Little Christmas, last year on the 6th of January, we were treated to video footage of a mob storming the U.S. Capitol, and this year the investigation of that wild day in Washington, D.C. is gearing up, perhaps only to become yet another rendition of... The emperor has no clothes. Meanwhile, nearing our entrance into a third year of coping however we might with COVID, our our propensity as a species to as frequently as possible verge on disunity is playing no small role in the continuation of a disease that is no less preventable today than it was when the first instances of it emerged on the cusp of 2019-2020. Were we to, across the board, vaccinate, mask, social distance, isolate infections, and continue vaccinating, concentrating above all else on those aspects, we could collectively rid ourselves of this disease. Yet in contrast to the saying, do it or don't do it, but don't frig around, we collectively are embracing the latter. Here on planet COVID, where the principal viral variant of late is Omicron, Those among us still pretending the plague is not an issue and are not becoming vaccinated are the majority of folks who are overpopulating our hospitals and in turn continuing to provide the virus with the opportunities it needs to evolve. And when we look at our current 59 million cumulative cases of COVID here in the U.S. since the first reported cases on January 21st, 
2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 301 million, we find that we in the U.S. have so far roughly 19% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India, however, is not so distant second, currently having 35.3 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil, with 22.4 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places respectively go to the UK, with 14.2 million cases, Russia with 10.5 million cases, and Turkey with 9.8 million cases. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.5 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 835,000, up at least 8,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only 1,142 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, 9.4 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today, 1945, in Glasgow, Scotland, Rod Stewart was born and then raised in Highgate, a working-class section of London. Rod saw soccer as a means to escape poverty and played professionally after finishing school, but the game was not proving as profitable for him as he had hoped, so he moonlighted as a gravedigger, and during the early 1960s joined a rock group, despite his high-pitched voice and his inability to play only one musical instrument, the harmonica. Predictably, his experiences were tenuous with one group after another, eventually. However, he formed his own band, scoring hit after hit in the 1970s, including Maggie May, Tonight's the Night, Hot Legs, Do You Think I'm Sexy, and Some Guys Have All the Luck. Rod's raw-edged voice had proven perfect for pounding, sex-charged rock and roll. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that in time, Rod Stewart mitigated the wild living he had become famous for. Once, with considerable bravura, he had forecast, I'll be dead by the time I'm 40. But then he seemed quite alive in his marriage to model Rachel Hunter. Today is also the birthday in 1737 of American Revolutionary War patriot Ethan Allen. In 1843 of American outlaw Frank James. In 1864 of African-American agricultural scientist George Washington Carver. In 1883 of American actor and director Francis X. The Tenth. Bushman, in 1904, of American actor Ray Bolger, in 1938, of American baseball player Willie McCovey, in 1943, of American singer-songwriter Jim Croce, in 1948, of American musician Donald Fagan, of Steely Dan, in 1949, of American boxer George Foreman, in 1953, of American singer-songwriter Pat Benatar. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the fourth official week of winter.